Welcome to Funny to a Certain Extent. You dummies. <laughs> They're so dumb. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Funny to a Certain Extent. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Brown Bear, a.k.a. Swizzle Sticks, a.k.a. the Burrito Bandito, a.k.a. the Icebreaker, a.k.a. Swiggy 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 Dat, a.k.a. the Doughboy, a.k.a. the uh, Vaseline Jackal. AKA, I'm just looking around things and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking around at things. Um, AKA Mr. Doorknob, AKA Mr. 40 inch TV. Um, that's about all I got right now. But we are back. We are back. We are back. Um, it's going to be a little different episode. Uh, as you can tell, my co-host is not here today. Um, and actually, I have some breaking news. Um, he will not be back. Um, it looks like he's actually in the hospital. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but um, I got a phone call earlier today letting me know that um, he is actually in a coma. Um, I don't know how to break to you guys, but, uh, the doctor says it's not looking too good. Um, it's tough, man. Uh, he, he went in for a basic penis enhancement and they said he never, he never woke up. Um, they say he looks peaceful. He's actually having an insane amount of wet dreams. Uh, he looks happy. He looks comfortable. So, um, just everybody make sure to pray for him. Um, I'm going to put a, fo- a post on uh, Facebook tomorrow, so like that. Um, the more likes, the more likely he is to survive. And um, make sure you, you know, just tell your friends and family about the podcast. I think... Uh, think Alan would have wanted it that way. But enough of the sad shit. Um, today's episode is going to be a solo, of course. Like always, like all the late night sessions, it's going to be a solo. And we have actually an interview with a buddy that we recorded a while ago. So we will hear Alan's angelic voice. But remember, keep them in your prayers. And um, yeah, so we um, got a guest talk, basically talking about, well, I mean, I almost forgot, he almost lost his fucking foot. And just the wacky people we used to work with at a certain hardware store that we've mentioned multiple times. 
no surprise. But um, with that being said, let's just jump into the episode really quick and let's get into a lot of your guys' favorite segment, Liquor Store Finds. Liquor Store Finds! And today what I have is a chip called Rancheritos. It's a crimson bag. It's got a uh, cowboy hat and a bandana. And it's got some tortilla strip chips. Tortilla strip chips. Um, They look like they have some kind of seasoning, some kind of maybe some cayenne. What's What's the ingredients? Corn, vegetable oil. And I got tired. Paprika. That's probably what it is. Paprika. Oh, yeah. Has some artificial colors as well. Yellow 6, of course. I mean, and then uh, red 40. Come on. That's that's a given. Blue 2. I mean, how are you gonna, not going to put blue 2 in there? You have to put blue 2 in there. Some garlic powder. Some other bullshit. And yeah, let me uh, let me uh, dabble. Nothing fancy about this chip. Um, not even flavor-wise. It's it's a standard chip. I thought it was gonna be spicier or something drier. It's a standard potato chip. I don't recommend it. It's forgettable. Authentic flavors of Latin America, I guess. Whatever. Um, made by Lay's. Never seen this bag before. Frito Lay Inc. Uh, just forgettable. Just like Alan, forgettable. But keep them in your prayers. Um, and after eating a couple chips, that brings me into a new segment that we, that I, I, I'm calling Ryan's people. Now, Ryan's people is just any individual who is heroic or has done something out of the box or courageous in my, in my eyes, not in your eyes. I mean, it's nothing maybe special to you guys. You know what I hate is when people who have are like missing arms or legs or just doing more physical activities than me. Um it makes you feel like a piece of shit and it's like, okay, we get it. You can just walk or throw the ball or whatever. But uh now now you're upstaging me. It's like I take it as a is like they're throwing a subtle little fuck you. Right? So Fuck them, but not really, but it just makes me feel like shit, I guess. Also, people that try really hard, and are, it pays off for them, you know, like a Danny Woodhead or a Cole Beasley, where they're not gifted physically, but for some reason, they've maxed out their potential, and I'm like, yeah, fuck them. They're, they're trying to show me up. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, chips, of course. Um... So this brings me to one of Ryan's people. 
And I'm going to bring you the story of Ignacio Anaya. And you might be asking, who is Ignacio Anaya? Well, let me tell you. Um, during World War II, wives of American military officers who lived at the Eagle Pass, Texas base would venture over to Mexico. And on one of these trips, they stopped at a restaurant called the Victory Club. I don't know why it's called the Victory Club. It's in Mexico. I don't know if they were going to translate that or not. But uh, they arrived at the restaurant and were greeted by Ignacio Anaya, who found himself in a little bit of a pickle, guys. It looks like Ignacio could not locate the cook. And not wanting to disappoint the customers, the motherfucker jumped in the back of the kitchen, looked around, and found a couple of ingredients. A. Cheese. B. Jalapenos. Three. Tortilla chips. And made, you guessed it, nachos. And he named it after himself. Bit of a Kanye move, if you ask me. Nacho, for short, for Ignacio, obviously. Ignacio, Nacho. Ignacio. I mean, I'll take it. Close enough. Um, and the dish caught on like wildfire. All right, this is like, what year is this? World War II. Something, something. I don't see the year. I think it's like 1955 or. I don't know. I don't know when the world wars were back in the day. And yeah, these bitches, they loved it and asked for more nachos. Then it caught on to other restaurants. Ignacio ended up, ends up leaving the restaurant, makes his own restaurant called Nachos. And they become a hit. Obviously, you can't fuck it up. Chips, cheese, Jalapenos, who knows what else. And, man, nachos sound good right now. Um, later on, this is uh, 20 years later, a man named Frank Liberto sells them as stadium food at Arlington Stadium, uh, home of the Texas Rangers, the Tejas Rangers, the Lone Rangers, the Lone Rangers to Tejas. Okay, I'll stop. Um, and makes a tweak where he substitutes out the cheese, the fresh cheese, for something that he makes, which is part cheese, part secret sauce. And yes, he invents nacho cheese. So, I mean, who doesn't love nacho cheese? Concession stands everywhere. Little kids everywhere. Bomb. Um, has a longer shelf life. It, on the article it says, likely could survive a nuclear blast. Bullshit, alright? I've seen uh, moldy nacho cheese. And I'm pretty sure I put it back on the shelf for somebody else to find. That's how lazy I am. But, uh... But nacho cheese, right? So now nachos invented, nacho cheese invented. I mean, Ignacio, man, this guy's creating jobs. 
people saying Mexican people stealing jobs. This guy's creating jobs. He started a restaurant. And then the other guy invented nacho cheese. There's more jobs. Now there's plants for cheese. Now restaurants are booming because of the nachos. I mean, this guy's a, a visionary with what he had. So, and, and one of the reasons I brought this up is because I don't even know how I came upon it, but August 15th, this Sunday, is Nacho's birthday. He was born in 1895, and he was like in his 50s when he made this shit. Pretty impressive. Um, so, I don't know if it's not National Nacho Day, but, it you know... If you do what you got to do, guys, you know what's right. Go have a nacho for nacho. Don't do chicken nachos, all right? Those are kind of sketchy. Asada nachos, everything, everything, and I mean everything. Red sauce, chef's kiss, all right? And be prepared to blow up the bathroom. <laughs> Hold the beans, light beans, light beans. But uh, I just want Nacho to know that, Nacho, you are one of Ryan's people. We respect you. I would die for you. And I've always needed you. Nacho. Um, There's actually a movie loosely based on his life called Nacho Libre. So go check that out as well. Um, And that's all I got for Ryan's people. So on deck, we got our buddy, Danny Magic on, and we go through (laughs) theft, weirdos, missing limbs, angels. Um, Yeah, so enjoy the, the rest of the podcast, guys. What's going on, everyone? We're just here to... We have a couple topics. We're really just going to talk about Daniel and some of the wild and crazy stories that he has. What's up, Daniel? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for having me again. Again. We can't get Back. enough of you. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go Daniel, you don't go back. I, that's debatable. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, about you and Ryan's days back at the Home Depot because you guys it was every, even I was there at one point like it seemed like pretty much like our whole crew was there right yeah. and how did that it was it was Johnny mostly right that got everybody jo- well you originally started there like right before Johnny no Johnny was like the original uh it was uh Fernando and then Johnny were the like originals and then they just started getting everybody hired. Like those when, are some, yeah, those are some pretty wild times. It was just crazy yeah. how many people we knew or that were us that fucking all worked at the Home Depot. Yeah. By the time Ryan and me were in the same store, it pretty much got to the point where I didn't like anybody that worked there other than Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> None of my friends worked there no more. Everybody passed. And you worked and you worked at it was a Shaw store, right? The one on Shaw. Yeah. Where you guys both work together? We didn't really work yeah, together. We were, at the same, we had like the pretty much the same schedule, but we were never. Yeah. Together. He was on a different team that technically didn't work for the store, 
but he we took all our breaks together we took our lunches we took like 30 minute breaks <laughs> minimum like everybody was looking for us at all times and his boss would have to eventually come crack down and be like hey bro, you guys gotta get the fuck back to work <laughs> well everybody was looking for you more than anybody uh, yeah. they were all for you I, I was good at dodging people if i if i learned anything it was how to dodge somebody so how long Every, how long were you with the home depot daniel how many years 12 years god damn and how many years were you there ryan uh, at least 10, probably 10. Jeez. It was, was it like hard to get up and go from that job? Cause you guys were so used to it or was it like pretty easy to leave? That's, that's literally the only reason I stayed because I was so comfortable the entire time. Like I literally could go a whole day with doing nothing and get away with it. Cause I knew what I was doing. And eventually I realized I can't, I can't get paid less than normal people and do this every day. <laughs> I had to get a real job. What did what did you do with the Home Depot? You were in lumber, right? Or what did you what did you start off or end up doing? I started off in lumber and oh building materials and lumber and I I got ran over by a forklift. Oh yes. yeah, I almost forgot about that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh you I can't believe I... you you two were some of the only two that had to push me around that wheelchair yeah. all around Kerman. I took it like a fucking champ, bro. Like honestly, he's looking back at it. Like, I took it like a champ. This guy, uh, our manager at the time, said, hey, bro, you need to get off the forklift once in a while. I was like, I'm the only one that knows how to drive it. And he's like, nah, you got to you gotta give somebody else a chance because you're always on that thing. So we, he's like, you need to move these pallets. You got to do all this. And there was a mess in front of the pallets. And I, it was right in front of all the molding. And I had all these, like, hinges in my hand. Cause somebody threw them on the floor and all of a sudden I just dropped them all. And I was like, I looked down and it wasn't really a forklift. It was, it's called a reach truck and it has metal wheels that go about two and a half to three feet long in front of the forklift for like balance. Yeah. That's, that's what he ran me over with. And I was like, gonna pull back and pull my foot out. But I was like, I'm going to rip the front of my foot off if I do that. So I told him, I was like, hey, bro, you just ran over my foot. Like, calm as could be, I was like, you just ran over my foot. He goes, no, what are you talking about? I go, look at my foot. You're on my foot. And he goes, he goes. What's that uh, doing there? He goes, what do I do? What do I do? I go, you got to get off of it. And he's like, I can't do that. I go, you got to go off the exact way you came on. Because if you go any other way, you're going to crush the rest of my foot. Was it like instant massive pain? Or was no, it I like... didn't feel anything. Uh-huh. I didn't like it, just killed every nerve in my foot. I didn't feel anything. You just feel just mad pressure? Yeah. And I, 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 uh, we have to obviously wear aprons. I ripped the apron off myself, threw it across the floor, and told him, get his ass on that forklift and drive off my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him back off my foot rerun it over to get off of it and um i had to tell him when to turn the steering wheel how to get off and then uh, he came near me and i pushed him and i threw my hat across the the aisle and i started walking he goes what do you want me to do what do you want me to do i go call alex he was the manager at the time call alex 
I'm going to the break room or I don't know where I'm going. And I just walked across the store and I was like, I went to the bathroom. My face was like completely white. Yeah. I just started throwing up for no reason. I was like, oh man, he comes in the bathroom. He's like, what happened? What happened? And um, he pulls a chair out of the HR's office and it was a rolling chair. And he, <laughs> he goes, uh, can I take your shoe off? I go, are you a fucking doctor, bro? <laughs> He goes, no. I go, are you going to be able to stop the bleeding once it like starts? Like the shoes containing everything. He goes, yeah, nah, man, I, I won't. I go, then leave the fucking shoe on. Like, <laughs> no, nah. like, and he was like, oh, uh, well, what do we do? I go, I think I got to go to the hospital, bro. And Johnny even remembers this because Johnny was like, <laughs> I, I don't have fucking insurance. I'm not going to no fucking doctor. Like, and they're like, the store's paying for it. I go, call the fucking ambulance right now, man. <laughs> like, I need to go. So he took me to urgent care, not the emergency room. And I had to go take a drug test. Oh, geez. And on our way there, I was fucking with that. Because I wasn't in pain. So I on our way there, there was two chicks in like a little uh, Miata. I was like, I looked over. I was like, hey, Alex. He goes, yeah. I go you think we could pull these two chicks right now? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I can, I don't think you could do anything right now. <laughs> and he drops me off and we go to uh, urgent care. He's like, all right, bro. Uh, I'm just supposed to drop you off, but here's my cell phone number. Call me if you need anything. And I get in there and they make me take a drug. I'm in a wheelchair at this point, And they're like, Oh, uh, you need to pee in this cup. I go, I can't stand up. And they're like, Oh, okay. I don't know this chick's in there with me and she's like, I got to watch. And I was like, okay, well, can you help too? Cause <laughs> I can't figure this out. So I had to like slide off the fucking wheelchair, like one ass cheek off my pants were on my ankles and I'm fucking half ass pissing into a cup for <laughs> her. I go, can you hold that? I hand it to her. She puts the lid on like it's all dripping on the sides. <laughs> and then I get out and they're like, so there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do for you right now. And my girl at the time, she was, I called her. I was like, can you take me to the emergency room? And we were fighting. We were, we were having a huge fight. And she was, she's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you because you're mad at me, but I'm at, I'm at the uh, urgent care right now. I just ran over my foot with a forklift and they're, she was like, what the fuck? So she took me to the hospital, like literally across the street and they're like, oh no. There's nothing we could do. I was like, well, you don't have insurance. I was like, well, Home Depot is going to pay for it with their insurance. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you a room right now. Oh, man. And they fucking, I was in there for over a week, bro. The and they were going to cut the, I had the deluxe apartment in the sky, bro. They, they were going to cut the front of my foot off. So I then, remember um, Abraham, because it had happened. I think you were in the hospital and he's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, Daniel said the side of his foot exploded. Like, is that true? Like, if you were to like squeeze yeah. an orange or lemon, did it look like that? So like the meat? doctor said, "Yeah, it's exactly what it was." I didn't look at it, bro. I I refused. I don't blame you. And um, so the doctor said it was like stabbing an overfilled tire with a knife on the side of a tire. He's all the stuff had nowhere to go but out the side. Yeah. Oof. So it it kind of like looked like if you were to run over an orange basically it would all come out the side 
so I had no meat in my foot. So my foot was hella skinny. The skinniest part of my body was my foot. <laughs> and what kind, and of, uh, uh, what kind of shoes were you wearing? Oh, I was gonna bring that up, but I, I was gonna I, ask the same exact thing. Uh, they're probably <laughs> Jordans, right? No, like, the T Max, right? No, they were DCs. Oh, and I don't ever wear DCs, and I, I I wrecked those shoes that day. They got they were like one was like super heavy because it was filled with blood, <laughs> and um, yeah. So this chick with the gold tooth, she comes and she's like. Oh, uh, let me see your foot. And she takes out the band. She goes, Oh, this is gross. <laughs> and she gets this wire brush and just starts going to town on my foot, cleaning it. And um, I couldn't feel it because they gave me injections into my foot to completely numb it. And she goes, When do we get to cut it off? And I was like, I don't know. You're going to cut off my foot? She goes, Yeah, probably the whole thing by the way it looks like, you know, like it looks, it looks terrible. And I was like, oh, shit. And they were going to cut it off. And then the doctor came in the next morning. He's all, sorry, we didn't do your surgery last night to cut off your foot. I go, oh, no rush, you know, <laughs> whenever, whenever you get a chance. He goes, but we had somebody uh, got helicoptered in. And there was a bad car crash. So you got pushed back. What, were you like at a good hospital or are you like at a public hospital? It was St. Agnes. That's why oh. they were trying. They were trying to get me to go to a public hospital until they realized Home Depot was fronting the bill. Bro, so that's, that's fucking, cooking. that's like terrible bedside manner. Like, I would yeah, maybe but, expect that from a public hospital, but like, uh, like a St. Agnes, well, that's crazy. Yeah. And after that, he looks at me and flicks the shit out of my foot, just flicks it. And I was like, I, it hurts so fucking bad. He goes, Did that hurt? I go, Yeah, bro, that hurts. He goes, Oh, that's a good thing. You get to keep your foot. <laughs> He's like, If those people didn't have that car accident last night, you would have no foot right now. Yeah, but man. now you have you have uh you're you're getting color back in your foot. Your foot was dead yesterday. Came, so now I have a zombie foot. Thing came back to life, and uh, they reconnected all the nerves. And I mean, it doesn't work probably as good as your guys's, but it's there for show. Bro, that's wild. I I can't believe I almost forgot. I forgot about that for a while. You uh, yeah, you were you were out of work for a couple months, right? You were you were straight. Yeah, yeah, you, were living, you were living the dream for a while. Remember, when I had just bought that Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and the only game I had was Army of Two, and I couldn't play it because you need two hands to play the shooter. <laughs> so I beat the whole game on the hardest mode with one hand. I had like a whole system where my left pinky was like the left trigger and the bumper. I had a right. My middle finger was like the right trigger. My thumb was like all the a b x and y's and my palm and my i would move all the stuff with one hand and it would just play it like that that's probably the slowest time but i beat the game on the hardest mode uh did you did you get all the good drugs too for a while oh i got i got uh, probably too much good drugs that's i had awesome. to quit that i probably should have ridden rehab for that but kicked <laughs> it on my own boys so bro you know speaking of like pain medicine i remember one time you told me that there was a customer and I'll never forget this because and I want like more elaboration <laughs> but I remember you you said you had a customer and you took him to his car and because he, he had a fucked up back he had like crazy yeah. back surgery or something and he, he showed had, me his back and uh he was like thanks man my back's all messed up and I guess you said he had these morphine lollipops and he had like yeah. a huge bag of them and he gave you some 
Yeah. Bro, they what, fucked is, me up. what is that? I've never heard of that. So to this it day. Was a, it was a lollipop, but at the bottom, you know how like it says RX on medication. Mm-hmm. So at the plastic and then at the very bottom, there was like a ring around it and it said RX. And I just used to like fucking taking painkillers, pain pills and stuff like that back then. So I cut the bottom where it said RX and had the like what it was. So I would walk around work with these morphine lollipops <laughs> and just be all fucked up all day. And I, I would cut the tip off so nobody knew it was like a medicated lollipop. And I'd be on morphine until I ran out. I didn't know that. How many did he give you? A handful. And I had them all in my locker. So every day I would go oh, and that's cut the bad. bottom. I'll, I'll never forget. And that I, that always blows my mind. Like fucking morphine lollipops, dude. Like what a time to be alive, you know? That's so Most awesome. people should have fired me a long time ago. That sounds like uh, that sounds like a candy of uh, a candy of Ryan. That's a uh, that sounds all you, like you, Ryan. I know what candy I'm getting for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Passing them out to all the children. <laughs> You're just gonna go to uh, all the hospitals, fucking dressed up as a Power Ranger or something. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that was fun. within how many years of you being there? Was that like? four so my fourth year there i was uh i took that whole year off to find myself and <laughs> take a sabbatical uh, yeah so i was gone for a whole year and it really fucked me because when i came back i had to be a cashier oh and oh. yeah but you got that, uh you got like a small settlement out of that didn't you i got absolutely nothing out of that i thought I got, you got a settlement no nah, bro I, I had a terrible lawyer I got I got my foot fixed. I got yeah, my I guess. I got, I got zero dollars. Would you have rather lost your foot and taken like a huge settlement, like a a six You'd figure settlement, like a hundred G's on on the on the dot? No, no, I'd rather keep my foot. Okay. What other what they take all your toes? They can take one toe for hundred G's. What what would it cost realistically if they took your foot? Would it be a million, plus I'd or minus? Have to start with, it'd be plus and one point five minimum. One point five before taxes. After. Okay. And handle. You spend a dollar. <laughs> yeah, and all the lollipops I can handle. <laughs> I because I, once you spend a dollar off that million, you're no longer a millionaire, bro. Yeah, that's true. You just put it in your savings and. Let the interest hit. Yeah, you know I'm not that responsible, especially back then. Yeah, that's so much money. I'd I'd, blow, I'd probably blow it all now. So much for uh, Home Depot and the, their family values. Where they just <laughs> oh. you another uh, another well, a small story too, Ryan. I remember you told me because um, what they they what's the motto that they do when they say kick ass at the end or whatever? They just spell out Home Depot and like, oh, okay. what do we do? Yeah, and I remember they were doing it right. They clap it up, and you were so pumped. And but when they said age or something, you said kick ass because you were so pumped to cuss at work. <laughs> they also spelled Home Depot wrong. They spelled EPO yeah. without they forgot the T. Because I remember that, the look you were just like I was so pumped to say ass, and I said kick ass before they even said before they even got there. <laughs> uh, those are the corniest fucking group of people I've ever. Upper management was the corniest. Every every supervisor was trying to be a manager. Every manager was trying to be a district manager. 
So they were all about that orange, bro. They they did everything they could to show they deserve to be there, and they got super corny with all these meetings. I think that's what it is about all upper management, man. They just I don't know what it is, but once you become upper management, you kind of become fake and you go into like how the commercials and stuff are like, oh, we're a family and we don't have customers. We have guests. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like their employees are guests, too. Like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. They at Home Depot, they I don't know if they still had it, but it was the reverse pyramid. Remember? Yeah. Where it was like employees at the, no no customers at the top then employees and it would go down to management and then the CEO was yeah. at the bottom was like that is so full of shit <laughs> let's flip that bitch yeah um I remember one time this dude came in and he was like speaking to me in Spanish I was like hey bro I don't speak Spanish and he's like you understand it I was like yeah I understand you but I don't speak it he's like I need you to speak Spanish to me and I was like uh i was like i'm not gonna do it bro i don't know spanish and he's like but you're mexican i go yeah so are you but i speak english like i can't speak spanish so i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna look stupid for you bro like obviously i understand you you understand me and um he said something and he's like you're being rude you're rude and i was like all right he goes talk to me in spanish i said talk to me in english he goes uh and then he goes, I want to speak to your manager. I go, I am the manager. <laughs> and he, he tells me, uh, no, I want to speak to the real manager around here. I go, I am the manager. He goes, no. I, and he kept going back and forth with me. He's like, I'm going to go find the manager. I go, good luck. I'm the only one here that speaks Spanish. And I walked away from him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I walked away, bro. I was, like, I was like, I hope he doesn't fucking catch anybody else that speaks any type of Spanish. Because the manager day, on duty, the manager on duty was extremely fluent in Spanish, so all I had to do was call him from the beginning. But I couldn't find him, so I wasn't going to go out of my way to go do it. No, Give this man a Homer a Homer badge or what is it, Homer award? Yeah, those people always want you to fucking lick their boots and shit. Like, yeah. bro, you can speak, you know, your half-ass English or whatever, and I can pick out yeah. words. Or I'll help yeah. you. I'm not going to speak Spanish, though, but those people who were like, do it for me. Do it for our people. And it's like, yeah. these motherfuckers ain't my people. <laughs> <laughs> they should give you fucking Rosetta Stone when you start that job. Or where uh, a name badge that says, uh, with your name on it, and says, does not speak Espanol. Yeah, they'll take that as you speak it. I used to love when they'd be like, oh, you speak uh, Spanish? No. And then they'd just start going in on you with their Spanish, like, I just said no, bro, and you're just gonna keep going with it. But or it's like their their English is just as good as their Spanish. It's like they'll speak to you in Spanish, like I don't speak, Sp-, and then they'll talk in English. It's like, bro, just, yeah. just start with English, man. Like I understand you, you understand me. Let's just go forward, bro. We don't have to learn a whole new language to speak yeah. to each other. Customer service is rough. Just give me keywords. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever like work work together, or you just guys? were just different spots and cut breaks and lunches together. I got in trouble every time I was with Ryan because <laughs> his boss would be like lurking, trying to find us. And he'd always pop up when I would go talk to Ryan and, he, and he'd tell Ryan to get back to work. He didn't tell me shit because I didn't work for him, but he'd always tell Ryan like, he was when, to uh, 
you were working you were part of the what is that crew ryan where they're like just restocking and shit is that when you would uh, go they're the they're the merchandising team so basically there's a section they're like part of home depot but they're not they're part of the, the company but they're not really a part of the store so if they want they could say oh you'll be at this store now we're gonna move you to this store or we're gonna there was no say like you didn't have the same like people to mm. listen to like I didn't have to listen to like the store manager or the system managers. I mean, you just kind of talk to them just to be friendly and stuff, but they can't, they can't tell me like, Hey, go do this. I'd be like, Oh, I got to talk to my, my guy. Were those the times where you were like kind of working over or was that like when you were working, that wasn't when you were working overnight, right? Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, they had an overnight one, which they go in when the stores are closed and they're stocking all the freight and they go and they reset all the um, merchandise Mm -hmm. and shelves, whatever the, whatever corporate sends us, we have to, we have like a whole docket of stuff to do for the month. And then we would do that at each and every store or the five stores that we worked at. But then they have those people in the store now, their own at their own store. And they just do little like pick this shit up, change prices on that bullshit. Bro, I remember your video shenanigans of when you would hide somewhere like uh, like behind a bunch of boxes and you'd be filming the entire time and you'd be scaring them like a bunch of your coworkers, just like scaring the piss out of them, bro. Yeah, there was nothing really to do. So we would just whenever the bounty was low, we would hide behind it. And then we'd ask people to like come help us lift something out of the overhead. And they'd be standing right there. And then I would just pop out. Yeah, that's that. That seemed like you were doing that like once or twice a week, bro. You would always have those videos. It's like, shouldn't you be working right now? It's like, well, I am working. It's like, man, I want that because I think at the time I was, I, I had crappy jobs. You you yeah. remember that chick Thortha? Maybe. Uh, I don't know if you're name dropping here, but Lauren. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. That's what we call remember, her. But. Remember? Yeah, remember she she brought a she brought a tri-tip sandwich, and all the meat fell out, and she just compressed all the meat in there, and it looked like a torta, and I just started <laughs> calling her that. And uh, that yeah, well, her and not Joe, who was the guy that didn't allow anybody to show up at his house unannounced. He would not, he would not like. Oh, that was my guy. That was, uh, see, you'd show up to his house and knock on his door and he'd be like, uh, did I invite them? He'd tell his wife, did I invite them? No. Are they, am I expecting them? No. We'll tell him to come back later. And you kicked him out of his house, bro. Like if you came unannounced, he would just boot you. Why would people and, go uh, to his house though? Cause they were drink. Like, looking, for, they were looking, he was fun. But like he he don't want anybody showing up unannounced to his house. It was rude, bro. It was rude. Yeah. Uh, but he would go he? out on the weekends. He was probably like 40. He would go out on weekend, like when he would go out and he would just come back and he'd be like, I got kicked out of this bar, I got kicked out of this bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, just got my I got kicked out of this bar. I mean, he was he was fun, but I never eventually I started going drinking with these guys, like uh, Ryan and his met like crew with Joe and what was the Asian dude's name? Remember he used to drink that rice wine? I want to hey, say was, Andy. I don't think it's Andy. Well, we'll call him Andy for time's sake. Uh, him and Joe and all these guys, bro, they would get all tore up. And uh, they were just fun. They were way funner than anybody I worked with. So I started chilling with these guys. Oh, damn it, Alan. It's right next to the Z. 
Okay. All right. All right. We're recording again. All right. So let's get back on track here. So you worked uh, in the lumber department and then you got your foot ran over. Then you were a cashier for how long? Uh, about a year, at least uh, about a year and a half, two years. Easy work? Uh, the easiest, bro. Uh, you just uh, become a gossip queen with all these chicks, man. Like They feel like they have to tell you as part of being their crew. and turn, They want you to turn on all the other chicks, so they try to get you on their side first. I was about to say, like, was that is that like the upside of being a cashier is just working? Oh, with it's chicks? the worst part. It's the worst part, bro. Chicks are evil. I learned that, bro. <laughs> they're evil and they all hate each other. And even if they're friends, they still fucking hate each other. Like, I don't know how, how girls like survive friendships because they all hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> like they'd be best friends and hang out and like outside of work and like they hated each other. And they expect me to talk shit about their friends. Be like, oh, did you ever turn on any of them or did you ever go with the flow? Uh, they all knew that I was the middleman. So they kind of came to me, but these lips were sealed, bro. So is it, uh, I heard a, another thing. Is it true that you could, I don't I don't know um, if it's, if it came from either one of you guys, but there's a rule as, as a cashier, you could be $5 short. And I heard a rumor that there was a cashier. She was always on spot on, or she would always take $5 from a register because she was allowed to be $5 short. And she would just take $5 every day and uh, use it for lunch or something. That's irresponsible to tell people that because they would obviously do that almost every day. But you can be like $10 short and they didn't really give a shit. Yeah, they changed their system up. So I don't know how they do it now because last I remember... They just, they don't even carry their like tills around. So you, I don't yeah. know how you would know they're short. They all just log into the computer or whatever. And whoever, but, yeah, whoever's the last one on, they, they share the same money all day. So there's no, there's no tracking who did it unless you were the only cashier all day. It's, there's no way to track it. And that was before the days of uh, self checkout, right? Yeah. No, no self checkout was there. They was just not as, you know, they don't have like one chick. Yeah. But now they really depend on self-checkout. Uh, there was this one chick. She was, she went out like a thug, bro. She, she got fired and she's, I think she sued and won for wrongful termination because we had in the garden section, all these lawnmowers, bro, Honda lawnmowers, six, seven, 800 bucks. And uh, one day, like they were like, why why don't we have any lawnmowers so they finally checked the cameras and daily bro the same dude was coming in getting a fucking cart and putting a, a lawnmower on the side of the cart pushing it all the way to the lumber side and he would put a one piece of wood in the middle the cheapest wood we had that was like nine bucks and he would put it in the middle of the cart and he'd go to the register and the girl would scan just the board that was on there. And the guy would pay the nine bucks plus tax. So he was under 10 bucks every time for these $800 lawnmowers. And he would push the cart. Like he, she would never go around and look at the cart to see what was on the other side. So he'd walk out, load his uh, piece of plywood and load his lawnmower up. 
every day until they realized we have no more lawnmowers. They checked the videos. It was her. They pulled her aside. And they brought the cops in. And when they questioned her, she was like, I wasn't trained right. <laughs> and they were like, what? She's like, you never trained me to do that. You just put me on the floor and said, you're a cashier. Go do it. And they're like, well, yeah, but you should have checked the side. She's like, you never told me that. You just said, scan what I see. And that's what I saw. So I scanned that. And they're like, well, we're still going to fire you. She's just like, well, I'm going to sue you guys. And she won, bro. She wasn't trained enough. Turns out the dude was her husband. And they were scamming the place the whole time. (laughs) How many? uh, So did she end up getting in trouble, though? After they figured that out, it uh, was her husband or no? no she already got Scott free. She, 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 they, she told somebody after like the whole case was done and every, she got away with everything and she got like comp for like lost wages and stuff. And that's when she started telling people, yeah, it was my husband the whole time. And we got like 20 lawnmowers out of it. Damn. I was so, about to say, how yeah. many did they get? Yeah. It's they like got at least 20. Jeopardy. Yeah, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Yeah, damn, you can't. So how much when, when, did you ever get a number on how much she she got after all that? It was four four grand, something like that. Because oh. they went after like two hundred dollar lawnmowers first, and then they went after the big ones. So the once they wiped out the Hondas, they were like, "Where are all our lawnmowers?" And those were the high priced ones. When I first got to a Home Depot, they had just did like inventory or something like that, or I don't know. But they were like, "Oh, this is the like, this is the skew that, or this is the section of skews that we lost the most money on," and it was uh, riding mowers. Damn, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see any riding mowers at that store. I'm like, "Where are they at?" They're like, "We don't know." Yeah. <laughs> they were damn fucking riding. Bro, yeah. I was like, they had one jungle one that had just had like parts for it. it was their part they were parting it out or something <laughs> like that. But somebody had stole a bunch of riding mowers. Whenever the guy who stole it just he's like, Hey man, I need some parts for this mower that I bought from here. Uh and he was just getting his own parts, probably from that right. part. I got the, the loss the loss prevention guys, bro. They, I got I went out with those guys and we all got super faded. Like we went to this bar, we were all because uh, obviously uh, Johnny brought it up before he was cool with these guys. So he kind of introduced me to them. So one day without him, I went to the bar with these guys and we got faded, bro. We were buying drinks for each other. And finally they asked me, they're like, Hey bro, do you ever steal? And I was like, this is a setup. So I was <laughs> like, nah, bro, never stole like anything. And they're like, I wouldn't know how, like you guys are on top of your shit. He goes, well, actually, we're really not like we're not really that good at our job. And I was like, oh, you could have fooled me. And I was still playing the part. And I was like, you could have fooled me. He's like, you ever need anything, bro? Just let us know so we could turn the camera the wrong way and make sure there's no proof of it. Like you need a, you need a, anything, man, the fridge, anything. Just uh, let us know. And. Those guys were shady as fuck. They go, we we do it all the time. <laughs> Those guys would, I don't know. They spent their time in the wrong areas, right? They instead of like you know keeping the store in line with not throwing stuff away that you shouldn't be throwing away, or yeah. down, or just watching the employees, they were like on the thrill of the hunt. They were looking for that yeah. that person they could tackle all the time. Yeah, and you could 
tell him like in the background you would see a guy just peering through the aisle, backwards hat. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of long, casino shirt. And lo- you you shopping there long enough, you realize like that's what they're here for. Like it, as a thief, you would know like that's who it is. Like you see these guys creeping around. We had one guy that took that shit too serious. And like he would crawl through like beams and like hide and he'd be like waiting for these guys and he caught people but like he was like he was like a karate pro and he was like I'll roundhouse kick you if you try to run and like and they would, they would just laugh at him and walk away anyway. <laughs> it was like a, a mall cop trying to be a, a real cop. Yeah, he started his own security company and that did not pan out. I remember um, Abraham told us that like he hated the loss prevention guys because, yeah. you know, they would like stop these people, but they would never have the the video of it. And they always said they had the video and then they would take the guy and then the guy would just get off because they never sent them the evidence of them stealing or whatever. So oh, he man. Just had a grudge against them. Or I don't know about a grudge, but it he, seems like uh, all those cameras don't even work at, at stores, you know, bro. Half they, of them are dummies like yeah. they don't work. They uh one time they they had these two guys clean uh clean the cameras and uh they were like bro like there's like nine cameras in here but it looked like there was like thirty five yeah throughout the store he's like there's like that one that one. and then I mean I knew Johnny so like I knew where all the cameras were anyway oh yeah they told us like uh, if you're gonna do anything shady do it in this corner of the store do it in this <laughs> aisle don't do it in like any main aisles. I had this uh, supervisor and he would be like, well, this is the same time that, you know, Johnny was there and Johnny would tell me like, oh, you know, there's cameras right here, right there, whatever. And then he would say, um, like only the loss prevention people can look at the cameras. The assistant managers can't look at the cameras or even the store manager. They have to ask the, the loss prevention to look at the camera. And then, so once he told me that, when whenever people would say let's check the cameras, I would go let's check, and they're like, oh, we can't right now. We can't. We're we're too busy. It's like, well, you should fucking said that. You don't even know the fucking rules, you dipshit. Yeah, and there was always like regular associates that took that shit too far. Like, I'm gonna catch somebody and I'm gonna get credit for it. Like, now nah, you're just gonna get in trouble because that's not your job, and you can't be going around accusing people of stealing. You know. And they'd be like, that guy's stealing. And be like, this guy don't care. Like, it's not my problem. <laughs> He's going to get yeah. away with it. I love to watch people steal. I'm not going to yeah. stop anybody. But I, I, like, I like that. Did you ever, did you ever uh, see or ever witness people just like straight loading it up and just gunning it? Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched it all the time. I would, I would watch them. I was like, you want me to get that door for you? And he, one guy came out when I was a cashier and was like, Oh, uh, he just—I seen him. I seen him a mile away. He came out to the garden section. It's early in the morning. He has all these combo kits. With, they're like six, seven hundred dollars each, and they're these Dewalt combo kits. And he goes, and I see this car pull up. I was like, oh, he's gonna steal these. <laughs> so I just come around the corner and I just lean. I go, "You ready, bro?" And he just looked at me. And I go, "You ready?" And he just like kept staring at me. And I just looked at the car. I go, "Just go." <laughs> and he's just like what i go just go i'm not gonna stop you bro and he was like what and he just took off running bro and i was like and then his hands were full of these toolkits so they were cupped in his hand and he couldn't 
scoop the doorknob to open the latch. So he couldn't open the door. And he's just staring back at me. I'm on the phone with the loss prevention. I was like, hey, bro, there's some guys stealing out in garden. Because I had to tell him. And I was like, yeah. hey, there's some guys stealing out in garden. He's like, well, where is he at right now? I go, he's trying to get in the car. He can't because his hands are full. Well, why don't you stop him? I was like, that's your job, bro. That's not mine. Uh, <laughs> if I get, if I stop him, I'm going to get in trouble. If you don't stop him, you're going to get in trouble. So uh, it's either me or you, bud, and it's you right now. So you should hurry. And he comes sprinting out, and the guy just peeled out. Like, he finally got in the car, and they took off. There's always guys, they had their girls as their getaway driver. And Bonnie and Clyde, bro. Teamwork. Yeah, guys come early in the morning. Like, you would just see a car parked kind of, I don't know, suspiciously. Or yeah. just people hanging around the back aisles. You can kind of tell. People just walking around the same department, especially hardware department. They're hanging out a lot. Or uh, you could tell people hanging out in the outside garden, in the garden area, just hovering for some reason. Yeah. And there was always those chicks that thought they could stop them themselves. They would grab the tools from their hand, like, bro, you do that shit. I'm not doing any of that. So you can legit get in trouble, like, for trying to stop them if you're a cashier? For if example, you're anybody that's not loss prevention, mm-hmm. you could get in trouble. Well, like, that's how, would not you, your job. how would you? Oh, just because it's not your it, job? It's not your job. So if you hurt them or they're not stealing, if they're not stealing and you can't prove that they are, you can get sued by the yeah, company. Okay. Gets sued. So it's easier just to let them go and it'll save you more money. Because if none of that shit's on camera, that they're going to get away with this scot free. Now they got a lawsuit against the company. And because somebody wanted to be a hero and save a $200 tool, you know? Uh, uh, sh- short story here, short story. One time, uh, the loss prevention, he told me to go with him or whatever. And so yeah. we caught the guy. And then he took him back to the office. And then he goes, hey, 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 big ride, big ride. Hey, go get a pack of batteries. Like, we were going to plan them on this guy just in case. <laughs> like, go get, some, go get some, uh, like, some Ds or something like that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess we're doing this. <laughs> you ruined that guy's life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, third strike, bitch. Yeah. Um, third strike. There was, there was this dude I worked with, bro. His name was uh, Lawrence Crockett. And this is the shit that they should have been watching out for. Uh, at one point, Home Depot started, I don't know if you were there for it, Ryan, but Home Depot started selling Carhartt clothing. And that's fucking super expensive clothing. We had Carhartt boots. We had Carhartt overalls, the um, jeans, the jackets. We had Carhartt everything. We had like this random ass rack with all these clothes. And um, it was like all brand new. And nobody ever bought it because it was so expensive. And then like we got the rack and the next day, you see Lawrence show up. He started at five, shows up, walks through the front door in a brand new Carhartt jacket, Carhartt uh, polo, Carhartt jeans, Carhartt boot, Carhartt from head to toe, bro. He had a Carhartt hat on. And this guy was the funniest guy I ever worked with. Comes you don't like in, swaggy. Yeah, he comes in, clocks in, comes to the morning meeting, and the manager's staring at him. I said, hey, where'd you get that stuff? Oh, off that rack right there. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, he's they're like, why are you wearing it? He goes, I marked it down. Store use. 
And he's like, they're like, no. you can't fucking do that. He's like, do you want it back? He starts taking the jacket off. They're like, you already marked it down. You can't do that. He's like, well, do you want it back? You didn't say that. You didn't say we couldn't use them in store use. They're like, we thought that was implied. He's like, well, you didn't apply it because mm. I did it. Like, should I put it back or no? And they're like, you already wore everything. We can't put it back on the shelf. He's like, yeah. this guy was hilarious. One time they had a um, Halloween contest. Like people could dress up. This guy shows up and they're like, he's taking pictures. He's dressed like normal. Like he had a visor on. Never seen the guy in a visor. I finally asked him, I was like, hey, bro, I'm going home. Can you tell me what your costume is? He goes, hey, he was in the like photo with everybody in costumes. His costume was a surprise and like wouldn't tell anybody until like the time of. This guy dressed as a DC sniper. Fuck. <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't I look just like him? And we we're like, yeah, you fucking look just like him, bro. And like he 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 dressed like the day he got caught. And that's what he came to work as. And nobody got it until fucking after work. He's like, did I win the contest? And they're like, yeah, you won. Everybody voted for you because they wanted to know what you were. And he still wouldn't tell anybody. He's like, whoever voted for me, come see me. I'll tell you what I was. God damn. DC sniper. Yeah, that guy was hilarious. So then from... uh being a cashier, you went to the deliveries, right? Deliveries, and that's... You were uh, the assistant, you? No, we were the same position. He just thought he was above me. Oh, I thought he yeah. was, too. <laughs> no, he just made it seem like that, bro. I only met him, like, uh, like, maybe twice, and he was, like, one of the grumpiest people I'd ever seen. That's big old Jay. He was about four foot eight, 100 pounds, soaking wet. He was the tiniest old man I ever seen. And he was, that's why it seemed like he was in charge because he couldn't do anything. He couldn't pull tile, couldn't do like uh, shingles. He couldn't do any, he couldn't see. He only had one eye. Uh, <laughs> the other one was like, didn't work and pointed off to the right. And um, we, oh, we were just sitting there like, uh, oh, can you get that for me? Get that. I'll go do the paperwork. He would always say, I'll go do the paperwork and I'll call the delivery company. And he did all my paperwork. So it looked like I was just doing what he said, but I was just doing all the work and made him do the paperwork because he couldn't do anything else. And that's how that worked with him. But when he left, um, I, I, uh, he went to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you made it seem like he, he got a promotion or uh, he got promoted to angel bro yeah got promoted to angel right there he i remember it because uh i was on the forklift and i came in and he was early and he was like i got everything done i'm going home and i was like oh uh, they used to call him once a week jay because he'd call in at least once a week he's like i'll see you tomorrow i go you ain't coming back tomorrow he goes fuck you bitch i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. Didn't come in the next day. No call, no show. The day after that, no call, no show. Finally, uh, we called his daughter. She was like, she fucking called us back crying. She found her dead in the house. And he was gone for like two days. Sorry for bringing this whole thing down. (laughs) No, I mean. Yeah. No, yeah, that's. You're you're painting them in a good light. You're not making them look negative. 
so. it's a circle of life. It is. I can make him look negative if that's what you guys want. Cut that part out and just make him look bad. <laughs> no, you bashed him, bro. Yeah, I bashed him all the time, but it was to his face, so we were good. Um, yeah, you know, some of the funnest days were like Black Friday when you get customers to turn against each other. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, like, man! It was hilarious. Like there was like three doors to Home Depot. And what these guys would do, they'd line up down the street, around the block. There's like a PetSmart next to Home Depot. They'd line around around PetSmart. And me and this guy, Rod, you remember Big Rod, right? Me and Big Rod would go out to the garden section and just whisper to random customers and be like, hey, come here. And when they would get to the fence, we'd call them, hey, come here, come here. And we'd like whisper to them, hey, you know they're opening all three doors at the same time, right? And they'd be like, what? Like, yeah, all the doors are opening at the same time. Why are you waiting in this one? Go to the other door. They're going to open it at the same time. And they're like, are you fucking with me? Like, I'll meet you there, bro. Go meet me over there. We're opening them all at the same time. Nobody told you to get in this line, right? Well, no. Well, nobody told anybody what line to get in. Every day we open the same doors at the same time. And all of a sudden you just see the line breaking up into like three. And the people are like freaking out, like, what's going on? What's going on? And like, they would all rush the store at different angles <laughs> and rod would be like this is the funnest part of the year the black friday and we like would hide black friday items from them and then people would be going and like he would take shit out of their carts when they weren't looking <laughs> like the last black friday deal he would take it out of their cart and put it in other people's carts and be like hey did you fucking steal that from me and they'd be like no nah, bro i don't even fucking want this Nah, bro, you fucking stole that. That was in my car. And they'd get into it, like, almost fist fight. And he'd come break. Nah, bro, you obviously don't want it. Let's just put it back in your car. Like, it, like he, we would, like, the flowers, those poinsettias, he would hide just boxes and boxes. And he'd be like, hey, uh, you're pretty cute. You want some flowers? And these hot chicks would come in late. Like, they would miss, obviously, miss that fucking first hour. Those things sold out in minutes, bro. And he'd be like, you're cute. You want some flowers? Come here. And he would like go behind the toilets and pull out a giant box with all the flowers in there and give it to him. And, and they'd be like, some fucking uggos would walk by and he'd be like, uggos. Yeah, you don't you don't get none. You don't Damn. get none. <laughs> people go crazy for those flowers. People would yeah. be snitching on other people. Yeah. They'd be like, uh, it says limit 10 and they have 20. Like just like, yeah. you take them out of their cart. Yeah, you know? I don't care, bro. It was it was there was no rules. I would I would just go outside all day. And nobody would look for me and nobody could yeah. find me. What are you going to say? I was helping customers. Bro, what are, uh, what are some of the horror stories that you had, Ryan, uh, when you were in Garden? I remember those times you said you would like open and then you worked with another guy and he'd close. It was only like two people at one point in that entire department for months, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, so in the summer, the Garden Department is like by far the busiest Plumbing gets pretty busy too, but uh, you're just like so many people coming from all angles at you. And for some reason, they didn't have enough. So it was just me and this one guy, the the supervisor, and he hated me and I hated him. Yeah. We would pretty much just swap, you know, yeah, like he would open, I would close. I was always closing, but uh, dude, that shit was rough. I thought we were both going to get fired. Bro, and I remember how hot it was in those summers in Fresno. Like, 
It was because I, I worked at Home Depot during the summer too in the paint department. And it was hot inside that store because, you know, it's just, oh, they don't have AC really. It's always fucking just those big ass fans. And I remember you'd always be fucking drenched in sweat, bro, just sucking outside. The worst thing was like right when you get there, if you get there at closing or for your two o'clock shift or whatever, and you have to load like a pallet of bricks or something for somebody. And you're just instantly fucking sweaty all day. It's gross. It's the grossest feeling. And you can't come back from it. You can't, dude. That's swamp ass central. <laughs> getting sweat in all kinds of crevices. The best part about that night shift, though, is driving home. Like, it does feel pretty nice, like, with the windows down, driving home from Fresno back to Kerman. Those yeah, are some pretty shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, those had, are like, some manure, like, in my apron, like, all kinds of. <laughs> All all kinds of stuff, broken shit in my in my apron. It was like so fucking dirty. Yeah. One time I was at work and I I I used to take extended shit so like I could get more time out of them just to be on the clock. And one day I was taking a shit and I was I was literally just sitting in there and didn't realize how bad that place stunk because I was the first one in, and as all the stalls filled. I heard the door open and somebody walked in and just start pacing. And it was Big Rod. And he fucking just went in on all of us. And he goes, you motherfuckers are disgusting. He goes, there's something wrong with you guys. You got to eat more vegetables. Stop eating so much goddamn red meat. Like, you guys got to change your diets. Like, he's like, these are all customers I'm sitting with. And I'm just laughing. (laughs) And he's walking back lecturing us about our shit and our eating habits. And you guys need to drink more water. This is fucking disrespectful to <laughs> yourself and me. And like right before you get to the bathroom, there's all these Febreze cans. Like they they're like on like a side caps, so you can buy them when you leave the bathroom. But uh he goes in and he has like three of them, and he made these little mini bombs. And what he did was he he put zip ties on all of them. So he pulled all three zip ties at once. And when he pulled them, he rolled the fucking Febreze's like into the bathroom. And they just started spraying all at once. So I knew it was going to happen. I started wiping so quick and I got up and flushed. And by the time I got out, <laughs> bro, I was choking because the, there was no more air because the Febreze cans were sucking up all the oxygen. You couldn't breathe, and I I ran out. I didn't wash my hands or nothing. I just sprinted out because it was so like I couldn't breathe. And like two minutes later, I'm standing like close enough to the door to where I could see, and I see like three uh, fat dudes just waddling out, like fucking couldn't breathe. They're choking on the air. <laughs> it was disgusting, dude. And then he's waiting by the front door, like I told you, motherfuckers, you need to fix that. Like he's telling, he's still lecturing them as they came out. <laughs> Yeah, those bathrooms are something else, man. Yeah. I don't know what what happens, what goes through somebody's head when they're like, you know, I think I have diarrhea, so I'm just going to go to Home Depot and take a shit. <laughs> it just it, it just never stopped. Like, once a week, you would see something you just couldn't erase out of your head. Oh, I remember when somebody shit all over the walls, bro. Damn, Oh, I was disgusting. <laughs> he worked there. <laughs> and remember Randy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Randy goes in 
So I'm gonna leave it as Randy. Um, yeah, it's like you're name dropping, but you're not specific. And yeah, no one's people, ever gonna yeah. find. Yeah, yeah no one's gonna know who you're talking about. So yeah. name drop so, away. Just don't drop a last name. No, uh, he goes in and doesn't quite make it. So he starts shitting his pants. So he starts dropping his pants, and he like is try. He's still trying to be responsible and put paper down. But at that point, you just got to give up, you know. And he He's shitting as he turns. Like, he puts the paper down. Pants are now full of shit, but they're around his ankles. So he tries to turn while shitting, sprays the door, sprays Spram. the wall, and sprays the entire toilet and just blows the fucking toilet up. <laughs> and then he used to get rides from a lady. She used to give him a ride every day. And he comes out like, did it wipe? Oh, this is his thing too. <laughs> is he would never wash his hands. And one time Rod asked him, Hey bro, you gonna wash your hands ever? And he said, You don't have to wash your hands if you don't wipe your ass. <laughs> oh god damn. He literally said that, bro. And he, he he just gets up, picks up his pants full of shit, picks his pants back up, goes and finds his ride and says, I gotta go home. I just shit my pants. And she's all what? And the next day when she came, she goes, I didn't bring my car. I had to get it detailed because it still smells like shit. Like, <laughs> and he, was alone. he, he rode with like three people. So those three people had to sit in the car with them on the entire ride back and Damn. forth. I remember somebody brought a dog in the bathroom. It was like a tweaker. And he had this like dog that wasn't tame. And <laughs> Like we were sitting down in the stalls or whatever, and then he went to like the big handicap stall at the end, and this fucking dog was just growling. <laughs> and this dude is like, the the dude in the stall is like, "Hey, get your fucking dog away from me! I'm gonna fucking kick him!" <laughs> I was like, "What's going on in here?" There, there was a. Was it that pitbull? Nah, he was this weird like. I don't know what it was. It was almost like a, a mutt, but he was like all black and shit. But yeah, he just, he looked like he had rabies. Brian, um, uh, I'll go for it, Dan. I want to keep the whole bathroom scenario going, but uh, this dude, one time we walked in, I had to take a piss and there was like this dude in a stall and everybody was like, like tripping out because we knew what he was doing. The dude was like tugging one, bro. He was uh, he was in the stall, and all you could hear, he had like a coin purse or some shit, and you could just hear change moving up and down, and you just hear it go faster and faster and faster. And at this point, nobody wanted to say it, but everybody knew what he was doing at that point, and he just is going faster and faster, and all of a sudden, it, like you just hear him like do this creepy ass moan. And the second he did that, he dropped the coin purse and his change went everywhere. And there was this old white dude with us. And we we're all kind of just like trying to ignore it, but kind of like seeing like what's going on too. The second his change hit the ground, his change went everywhere, bro. At least ten dollars in change in that in that bag. And when it hit the ground, it exploded and went everywhere. And the second that those coins hit the ground, that old guy goes, bingo. <laughs> every it just broke the tension so everybody just started laughing like well, i can't believe that dude was doing that in there in the first place and now he has to go pick up all his change they call that a money shot 
<laughs> it's a literal money shot, man. Oh, no. So I was going to say, because you said some tweaker or whatever came in. Uh, Ryan, who was that that main homeless guy at the Kings Canyon Home Depot? What was that dude's name? Warren. Warren, right? What uh, what was that dude's story? Like, that dude was like, oh, like, he was homeless, but he kind of worked there. He was always helping and... He was always loading up uh, over there and they like they all knew him and stuff. And then I had heard that he had even like he had even like I don't know what happened. He like broke his arm or something or he had to go to the hospital and he called the store and told him that he wasn't coming in <laughs> that day. And they was like, oh, okay, not, like employed here, but OK, you know, <laughs> thanks for the thought, I guess. But yeah, he ended up dating this uh, cashier <laughs> over there. Oh, god damn. <laughs> yeah. She was super <laughs> sketchy, let me tell you. She was making uh she was making spreads in the break room. Ooh. And we were trying to like oh. add stuff to her spread. She's like, Oh, it's called the spread, you know. And we're like, You wanna throw some hot Cheetos on it? She's like, Yeah, I'll take some. So we're just like making <laughs> we're just throwing stuff in her cup of noodles and stuff. And she was eating it, but she was weird. She uh she was dating a homeless guy. And she on, like, a, right on a scale of one to ten looks wise, what was this chick? One being two, no, two, okay. Meaning she had working arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm no prince, but you I'm ain't not, you ain't no two. There, there was this chick I used to work with in lumber, and she her tongue like she was in lumber, bro, and she she would always walk around and uh she was a tweaker like she they hired her and she she was like always licking her lips and she was always doing these weird movements with her hands but she was a good ass worker bro and uh one time this this um lady manager she she was just like hey i gotta ask you straight up are you on fucking drugs and she's like just just a little like (laughs) she's like what are you on she goes she's a little crystal math you know nothing serious she's like that's really serious and since you fessed up to it, I'm gonna have to fire you. So she's like, "You're fucked up, lady. You're fucked up." Like I just told you, you asked me what I was on. I told you, I'm being honest with you. I need you to hook me up. Like I need this job. She was like the best worker we had, bro. She got shit done. She was like carrying fucking bags of concrete out from fucking big ass dudes. She's like, "Nah, I got it. Fucking throw it <laughs> like Fuck. 80 pounds, no problem. I got it, bro. Yeah. I got it." You can't work hard. That's just not enough for them, is it? You have to yeah. be all American. Yeah. All American. If we had that a one draft on that, with, uh, she'd be my number yeah. all pick. How about that guy uh, with the long hair? He used to come in with the shorts and, I think, boots. His, his name was Mossy? Macedonio, yeah. He, <laughs> that, uh, guy, well, that guy was he, on something. He was sweating a storm one day. This guy acted like he was homeless. He had a home, and but he lived with somebody, and he would literally, like, act like he was homeless. He he wouldn't drive to work. He had a bike. His reasonings were legit. Like, if I ride, a, if I had a car, I would drink and drive. So I don't drive because I don't want to kill nobody. So like, he had a legit reasoning behind why he didn't drive, and like. One time we're like, oh, we're all going to go drink after work. And he got off before us. He goes, I'll meet you guys there. It was like 105 that day. And we're like, oh, we're here. He goes, I've been here for like two hours. And I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm sitting behind the dumpster. We look out the window and we're at like Tahoe Joe's down the street because they had like $2 beers for these like 24 ounce beers. Like for three hours, you could get these $2 beers. And um, 
I look out the window and he's sitting, literally sitting. He had his phone propped up against the garbage can, the metal garbage can. It's just radiating heat off it. And like, I was like, hey, bro, come inside. We're going to drink right now. He goes, I ain't paying no $2 beer, bro. I've been drinking this whole time. He would sit there with like the shitty $5 bottles of vodka and just chill in the parking lot drinking that straight. Yeah, that guy was fucking wild, bro. Wasn't he like eating cigarettes or something? Or he was eating some yeah. kind of paper because they're going to drug test him? And he thought that's yeah. how you test? That story's pretty long, but I can give you like uh, the quick the quick version of it. So yes. he, he came into work that day and he had moved to the Clovis store. So he wasn't working with me at that point. And dude was smart. As fucked up as he was, he was smart, bro. So he uh, he gets told, hey, we need to talk to you in the office. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, we have reason to believe um, you smoke marijuana and we're going to drug test you. And he was like, you can't prove that like what's your reasoning like you have to give me a reason and like somebody said you do and that was good enough for us and we're going to go ahead and drug test you and we believe that you're you have alcohol on your breath so we're going going to drug test you and he's like oh yeah um okay when it's like right now we need you we have the test right here in the office and we're going to drug test you right now so you can't take off and it was an oral one not a piss test so he's like all right we'll do it after my break <laughs> and she was like no we're gonna do it right now he goes unless you want some sort of lawsuit on your hands no we're gonna do it after my break she's like what he's all i've been here two hours you should have did this 30 minutes ago if you wanted to do this if you had reasoning why would you wait two hours in my shift i state law says i get a break right now so i'm gonna go take my break unless you're trying to break state law they're like Go take your break, come back. And in their heads, like, we got them. We'll, we'll take care of it, you know? Um, so he takes off, and there's a dude smoking cigarettes. And he's he's like, hey, bro, how much for that pack of cigarettes? He goes, I just got it, man. He goes, I got 25 bucks on me. I'll buy the pack, the whole pack off you. He's like, well, it's not even full. It's like four or five minutes. And he's like, I don't care. Sell me the pack. <laughs> he's like, so he just started Easy dragging, money. like, one dragging, like single drags, is inhaling these cigarettes, keeping the smoke in his mouth. And he starts eating the cigarettes, bro. Not swallowing them, but chewing them and chewing them. And um, he was like, he, he just kept doing it over and over, just smoking a cigarette while eating cigarettes over and over. And um, he just walks back into the manager's office with his mouth open all cotton mouth like his lips are all white now and they're like what's going on he's like I'm ready to test so he walked to the back so that his saliva would dry his mouth would dry out so he didn't close his mouth so like he's inhaling all this oxygen so like the inside of his mouth would be dry so when he gets back to the fucking uh, office he coated his the inside of his mouth with so much smoke and cigarette tar and tobacco that his idea was that they're not going to be able to detect the marijuana and alcohol in his system because it's a it's a cheek swab so when they did it they swabbed his cheek and this motherfucker was drunk at the time and he had just smoked a bowl before work bullshit so, so he he's like they're like so we're just gonna let you go here's your last check he's like you have to figure out if i pass or not 
like we're pretty sure you failed so we're just gonna let you go turns out the motherfucker passed the test damn boy because all the cigarettes and they still fired him so he sued them and got like 10 grand for wrongful termination that's wasn't his first it wasn't his first rodeo i take it yeah no, then he would call him like bomb threats to the to the morning meetings. <laughs> you know the success. You know the success share meetings, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> he would know he, he would have like insiders like, hey bro, what days do you have like uh success share meetings? So he would ride his bike to pay phones, like he knew like around Fresno where pay phones were. So he'd wake up at five in the morning because they were always before work, before the store opened. He would ride his bike to the fucking payphones and call from a payphone uh, and tell it, be like, you better evacuate that fucking building. There's a bomb in the building. If it's not, if you're not out in 30 minutes, I'm blowing the whole fucking place up. And he would just hang up and ride his bike back home. Damn. <laughs> they, they had to honor it because if there's a bomb in the building and they blew up everybody. In yeah. The yeah. Even if they know it's a joke, they got it. They still got to do it. That's crazy. I, I left a bomb in one of the Home Depot buckets. Uh, <laughs> one. You might want to clean that up. Yeah. I, I have tons of stories about this guy. Damn, dude, that's wild. I was, got, he a, I got a, was he a hard worker at least? No, not really. It was just fun. It was just a fun time, bro. Yeah. I remember before I started working there, those Home Depot parties were pretty wild. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I used to go to the Home Depot parties all the time before I even worked there. And uh, I got hired there and I already knew everybody. I was like, this is pretty tight. I've seen that guy drunk and I've seen this guy drunk and I've seen all those people at their worst. Like Home Depot was I've seen that guy's dick. (laughs) Home Depot was pretty wild. I had more friends at the Kings Canyon store than the store I worked at because of Ryan. Like those guys were cooler than the guys I worked with. Yeah, there was Kings a lot. Of, I mean, cool. there was a lot more OGs at your store, I guess. Yeah, but you know what? The well, you know what was worth it? Like after the shitty pay and the shitty hours and all that stuff, the Christmas party, bro. And Ryan owned those Christmas parties. Those the parties ball. were built around you, bro. Don't let me, don't give me alcohol around uh, management. Yeah, you oh, free boot. You dress up super nice. You'd fucking you'd you'd end up like plastered by the end of those things. I remember one of those um one of those Christmas parties. Uh, the assistant managers like I was talking to him and his wife or whatever, and then I just had like a conversation with his wife or whatever. But the next day he's like, hey, uh were you hitting on my wife yesterday? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> was I? <laughs> and he's like, I think you were. And I was like, I think when I get drunk, I just I start focusing on people. So I was like, when I, I just I listen more intently. I don't think I was hitting on her, but she's not ugly or anything. Like I'm not trying to say, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, each, Ryan- each Christmas party had it had its own story. Yeah, every single one. And then when Ryan moved over to my store, we had those Christmas parties. And me and Ryan, they knew me and Ryan were friends. And they didn't just know how well we knew each other until that first Christmas party. And we got fucked up. And they didn't know Ryan could dance. They didn't know any of that shit, bro. I didn't they even didn't know I danced until you just told me right now. <laughs> yeah. 
They didn't I, know we were built for Christmas parties. They, uh, I think I stole a, a, a tray of pasta or something for one of those. <laughs> Chicken Alfredo. They had, oh, yeah. um, they always had like pretty cool prizes too. They had like raffles and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you see like Nintendo Wii's and shit. Like when that was the hottest thing on the market, that was. Yeah, they had some cool. big ones. But then I mean, you, worst case, yeah. you're leaving with a gift card. Yeah, they started doing gift cards, and that was pretty cool. Worst case, I remember I got a crock pot. Remember that one we did at the bowling alley? The one where that guy was stealing it? Yeah, so we caught him <laughs> in the parking lot stealing it. This old Mexican guy was stealing their crock pot. Like and it was, like, oh, you, it was like, you guys really needed it, too. Yeah, and we, we, I remember yeah, walking out and just seeing the guy. And then they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, this is your guys'. <laughs> I told Andrew, I was like, look, bro, we got a fucking crock pot, man. He got a crock pot. He was like, we were so happy. And we didn't even know how to use it. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get a walkthrough from my mom. Like, hey, mom. What do I do to the crop? She just fucking throw shit in there and turn it on. You come back yeah. later, it's done. The um the best Christmas party I went to is the one we the I forget what place it was at, but like there was like four frights that broke out in the parking lot, and then one of the supervisors got fired for uh, punching the, the punching the, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, the yeah. glass. And then, like you, you, <laughs> you went out to the parking lot, and you just saw like fucking a sideshow going on, like a fighting over here. This guy's fighting over here. This one took this guy's girl. Yeah, out of the uh, the bathroom, making out with the same chick. Like there was like, th- well, I'm not gonna name drop on that, but <laughs> dude, man, that was why. Oh, and then that one cashier, she got punched in the face trying to break up a fight, and she got socked up. Yeah, I remember that. Man, that was the best one, hands down. Out that of was all the my there. Christmas. Yeah, that's when I believed again. <laughs> I think I stole ornaments from the Christmas tree lobby. You stole like a wine glass or something. Remember the one you put in your pocket when you sat down? It broke. Yeah, Did you I had cut it, your hand yeah. pulling it out of your pocket. No, I know I was careful, but I was like, "Oh fuck, I got a, a wine glass in my pocket." Yeah. Ryan the klepto was struck again. I've changed my evil ways. I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> you don't want to relapse. Yeah, those parties made it all worth it, bro. And I don't know if people thought like. Because we, we had no problem talking to the chicks there. Like, and we weren't trying to get at them. Like, and I don't know if people didn't believe us or not, but like, remember, uh, Lenti when she showed up with that dress and everybody was like, oh, look how hot she is. Look how hot she is. And me and Ryan just took that and roasted the fuck out of her that night. And she like just didn't want to like admit it, but like, we were like, we fucking got her, bro. Like, I don't know why we did that, but. We got her pretty good. We had to bring her down a level. Everybody was bringing her all the way up. And we were actually friends with her. You just got to do what comes natural. Yeah, we roasted the shit out I think it. she liked getting shit on. She was like one of those chicks. She loved it. They just want the attention, good or bad. <laughs> yeah, 
she was dating like two dudes at the time and neither one of them was paying attention we were paying more attention to her roasting her than either one of them did because i think oh, one yeah. of them brought his real girlfriend or some shit <laughs> oh yeah there was a um, lot of uh, internal entanglements going on that's all it was, was internal entanglements at that place I remember that one guy was, uh, he was in lumber and, uh, he was like just bullshitting. We were like talking or something. And then, uh, I was like in the molding aisle and this customer comes up. He's like, Hey, uh, I need this, uh, this molding cut, you know? And then, so the guy looks at him, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a cart right there. You just do it yourself with the little saw, the little handsaw. And he's like, no, 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 I want you to do it. And then Tony just looked at him and he's like, yeah, 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 man, the table's right there. Just cut it right there yourself. <laughs> and then he's just like looking at him. He's like, yeah, do it. Just go ahead. And then he just took off after that. And that guy went and told on him. He didn't give a fuck. Hey, it was I like do it yourself, bro. I like those, yeah. uh, I like those people who are just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just work yeah. here. <laughs> I, I had some guy that got a job there and he's like, they were like, oh, we'll hire you full time. He's like, no, nah, I want part time. And they're like, all right, well, we give you up to like 28 hours if you're part time. He goes, what's the least amount you can give me? And they're like, 12, I think. So he's like, yeah, give me those shifts. I want 12 hours a week. And I was like, he's like, uh, I don't know. He just like got drawn to me. He's like, "Hey, bro, you're fucking pretty cool, man. You want to chill? Like, let's fucking go out. We'll party. It's all on me." I was like, "Nah, bro, I'm good. Like, uh, I got it. Don't worry." He's like, "Nah, it's all on me, bro. Don't worry." I was like, "Bro, you only work here like twelve hours a week." He goes, "Yeah, it's, I'm a drug dealer, bro." <laughs> what the fuck? He goes, <laughs> "I'm a drug taxes, dealer. Man. I just, I just do this shit for taxes, man. Like, this is I got to put something down as taxes, so." Uh, he goes, uh, most of my check goes to child support and uh, fucking taxes. So I got money, bro. Don't worry. He goes, it's all, it's all. I forget how he said it was legit without being legit, but he worded it perfect to me. And I probably had the most fun of my life with that guy that night because he paid for everything. We fucking were all over Fresno. There was guns, there was violence, there was drugs. And he knew how to treat a guy, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> because that's a uh, bromancing. Yeah. You pretty Some cool. You want to hang out with me? Good. I'll tell you I my deep dark bromances. secrets. Yeah, yeah I like. Don't that. get entangled with, entangled with the chicks there, bro. You find you find you a good bromance, and you hang on to it. It's, and those will long, get you through those rough times for as long as. That person doesn't get another job or anything like yeah. that. That's usually when it ends. Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever call them after that. You don't ever text them or call them after Home Depot. Oh, uh, you know. You know, it's yeah. it's history. Yeah. You made it out, bro. That's the end of us, too. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Do you guys still know people that work there? Or are most of them gone? They're all older like us. Like I walked in there and there's hella young people, but... Uh, I know a lot of people. I got about six or seven. I want to say six at least in my fantasy league, and we still get together every year. That's and tough. I haven't worked with them in about, man, maybe six or seven years, some of them. Yeah, Lifelong friendships from the Home Depot. 
Yeah. I, I work across the street from Gold Diggers right now, and I get a weekly text asking if Gold Diggers is open yet from one guy I worked with. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I finally told him, I was like, hey, bro, uh, it's open. He's like, Gold Diggers? So I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm heading there the fucking day, bro. I'm gonna meet me there. He always tells me, now, now every day he texts me. I shouldn't have told him it was open because now he texts me every day. Meet me there. Meet me there. You ever been to Gold Diggers? I frequented the establishment, yes. I went there one time and I was I was there for maybe like five minutes because someone's car got broken into and the guy I was with he was just like, All right, man, let's get out of here. I don't want to get because I don't know if it's still in the same spot or what, but that's that spot yeah. where when it was at the time or it, it was shady. So we're see out here. It was crazy. For you. Yeah. I went with like ten Home Depot dudes. At the at opening, so once they opened, we showed up, and that's when you got the C squad, about seven or eight. You get the B squad, and when the sun's actually down, that's when you get the A team. You know, damn. But we re- we went through the C, B, and E squad <laughs> that night, and at one point, I was so fucked up, and these guys were just like scared against the wall, like they didn't know what to do. And uh, one of the strippers came and got me. She said, so what's up with your friends? I was like, nah, babe, those are my friends. <laughs> just, I was like, I just, I just work with them. Uh, they ain't my friends. She's like, they're not your just friends. Just holding me down. And she's like, I thought it was at your friend's birthday over here. I go, nah, babe, my birthday. <laughs> she's like, okay, fuck it. She's like, you seem more fun than them. I go, trust me, I am. And she's like, I was, we just had a blast, man. Like, I didn't have time for that shit. Were the were the the was the eighteen pretty hot or eh? Uh, your hottest Fresno strippers. Are that was about to say, are they uh, Fresno hot? Those there was cute ones, but they all smelled like cigarettes and strawberries, you know. Cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. They, all, they all had a, yeah. They all like use the same strawberry body spray after they fucking smoke cigarettes. Like I don't know what it was. They all smell the same though. It That's doesn't cover. Cigarettes, no, very good. Try it, right? Start smoking some cigarettes and then spray yourself with the strawberry perfume. I'm a big dude. I can't be walking around smelling like strawberries. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I can't be smoking cigarettes. That's already going to slow me down enough. <laughs> right. Are we going to um, bring this to a close? Because this is going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the longer we let it run, the more editing it's going to be. All right, let's film the outro. So, um, all right. So, thank you, Daniel, for being here. Thank you for all these amazing Home Depot stories. And people listening, don't uh, don't judge Home Depot for what you just said. That was years ago. So uh, maybe it's no, different. Was, maybe <laughs> maybe it's gotten a lot better. Judge. Don't uh, don't 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 uh, don't judge us. I would do a little bit of judging. But now you know that's that's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. But. Uh, it's the power of Home Depot. Watch your back and watch your feet if we learn anything here today. Yeah. All right, Ryan, sign us off. Um, Yeah, just go check us out on IG. Uh, I think you guys can go all fuck yourselves. Good night, everyone.